Now entering Nerdist.com. Thanks for tuning in to Jonah Ray. Dio can't make it tonight, so we're dealing with Adam on the soundboard. Please, uh, we're going to have on our... Uh, this is uh, not planned at all, ever, really. What an intro. What an intro. <laughs> this is the special This is a special <laughs> night for you. Here's a uh, theme song by Turf War. All right, that was. Uh, I, I forgot to say, I'm not supposed to say that's Turf War because, uh, like, the main songwriter from Turf War had nothing to do with that. And he realized that after the first time I played that. Ooh. He's, oh. like, he's like, don't call that a Turf War song, please. Sounds like there's a Turf War over that band. There is. They're all, they're all trying to get in on each other. Yeah. It's a big, big business, that uh, small town Atlanta <laughs> rock scene. Uh, our guest today is from another podcast called Comedy Bang Bang. Please, everybody, welcome Mr. Scott Ackerman. Hi, everybody. Hey. hey. Yep. Adam, Adam, you got any of it? Ah, there we go. That's what you need. That's what I expect. Does that make you feel good? It's supposed to make you feel good. I mean, I guess it kind of does when you put it that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put it what way? The way I just put it? Um, What's another way to put it? Does your body Adam, bring tingle? it down? Bring it down. It doesn't need to. Yeah, keep not on that going. much. That's that's yeah, just too now much. You're just making fun of the man. Yeah. Sarcastic. Yeah, <laughs> Adam. Uh, when I when when I'm gone and people say that you're on the soundboard, they say you're the best. They say you're the best around. Better I, than Neil Mahoney. They say. Well, I was using the uh, iPad before that. Well, now it's time to fucking get up on it with a real computer. You ready yeah, for no. that? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for it. Uh, Neil is not here yet. He might be coming later. Uh, yeah. Our producer is Cash Hartzell. Cash, say gagak. Gagak. Adam is uh, has a microphone and is on the soundboard, something that I've never had on my show, maybe on Mahona Radio, but not on this one. Yeah, it'll probably be the worst show ever now. Mm-hmm. How, well, uh, you guys are brothers. Yes, we're now, brothers. You've talked about this on the show, obviously. People who listen to the show know... That well, Adam's not normally on a microphone. It's, oh, okay. I, I usually, I almost because when I heard Neil wasn't going to be here on time, I almost hid that other microphone. <laughs> right. I almost just kind of. I was surprised away. by how quickly you jumped on it. Like you were kind of like hanging out. You offered me a drink, and then the minute it was like Neil's not here, you grabbed that mic, got on that soundboard. You're like, I'm a star, baby. <laughs> I was actually more excited about the soundboard than the mic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Meanwhile, you're clutching it so closely to yourself. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, it's stuff like that. That makes me not want to get that fifth mic. <laughs> Buy a fifth mic for Adam. Come on. Hey. How, how long are you here in town, Adam? This is where he lives. Wait, I thought you just said that you didn't live no, here. No, it's because you asked him, do you live here? And he thought you meant... Oh, uh, a classic comedy misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Define classic. Um, then so he, are you from... Said, Hawaii? Yeah. As I've well? Living, I've been living in California for about 12, 13 years. Oh, my gosh. I'm over in uh, Los Angeles. Not Spiegel really. Right off and on. Mostly on. Mostly off. Slightly on, always off. Speaking IFC. of comedy, bang bang. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've mixed it up. But. Yeah, you have the tattoo of that just to always remind you. It just yeah, goes over, right over above the pubes. Arch. Yeah, exactly. It's meant to replicate pubes because it's kind of in cur- a curly font to yeah. make it look like I have pubes. You got to kind of press them down to show everybody. Yeah, but I've uh, I-, I can't grow any down there. What is that called? Propecia of the pubes? No, alopecia. Alopecia of the that's pubes. It. What is propecia? That's the I thing that makes it grow. Propecia helps grow. Uh, yeah, that that was a mistake calling those things similar things. Exactly. Well, that's why they called a hairpiece sure. <laughs> uh, welcome we're gonna, to the show we're going to be hanging out with uh, Scott all night we're going to be playing one of his songs and uh, we're going to listen to some music now from the new 
album from the fucking. Boy. You know what? It's not it's slow. This computer's all of a sudden slow. Uh, this is off the new King Tough re- King Tough record. Was dead. It's that song connection. You're making me nervous. What? what you're doing? That's <laughs> what? what's happening. What is it? Uh oh. What is that all about? The Young Tufts. That was King Tufts. Like all the Young Tufts hanging out outside my That's their uh, leader. yard. That's the Young Tufts leader, King Tuff. Oh, okay. On hmm. Burger Records also. I, I forgot what the chain of command was. Yeah, exactly. It goes Young, uh, <laughs> um, formerly known as Tuff, and then King Tuff. Mm-hmm. Where are these Young Tufts from? You know what? I think they're from uh, Orange County. Oh, that's where I'm from. Yes. Uh, there's, a, there's a really good scene going on down there. Um, don't cut it off. You can just let it. You can. You don't have to. Must have it. started long after I left. Long after you left. <laughs> um, you. Uh, it's. It's funny because I think I, outside of Mr. Show, the first time I saw you in anything else besides Mr. Show was in Joe Escalante's uh, Fear of a Punk Planet. Oh yeah, Joe Escalante from the Vandals. Yes. Uh, he. He had a. I don't even think it was a TV show. What was no, it? It was, it was straight, for, to, no, it was straight to DVD. Or I think it was on the internet first. Like it was, was one it? of those. I mean, it was a while ago. It, it was. It was pre YouTube. Pre. Yeah, I think it was like two thousand or or ninety nine. I think it might have been ninety eight or ninety nine. He put out 
just a a, a, a TV show, basically on the internet, and everyone was like, "You're a fucking weirdo. Why would yeah. you do that?" But then, um, and it was just ahead of its time, and then he put it out on DVD, and I actually did one it was on VHS before that, right? Yeah, that's when it came. When it came to the record store, I was working at at the time. It was just this thing, and I was like looking at it, and I was like, "What the fuck yeah. is this?" And it was just someone said, "Oh, it's like uh, uh, California Dreams, but for, for punk." Yeah. So he and there were like. 10 episodes or something like that yeah. and i was a cop in one of them and i remember i drove out to where was that where I, the showcase theater is yeah i forget exactly where it was but i drove out there and i filmed my scene and i was a cop who was like busting the the punk scene yeah and the thing i remember very clearly was i filmed my scene and as i was driving away someone like ran out in front of my car and said stop we erased the whole thing no. accidentally <laughs> oh wow oh so, so then not only could they could i not just go right back in and retape my scene but they had moved on to the next stuff and made me wait 5 hours oh <laughs> to oh. redo it until they could do it again and then i bet you like hit traffic on the way back just to kind of another i forget it was the middle of the night i was in a trailer but I I, I don't know. I was having fun, and then I did. A, I wrote a whole episode by myself of about my cop character who had like three lines in this one scene, in one episode. I wrote a whole episode where my cop character did a leaving Las Vegas thing and went out to Vegas <laughs> with Warren Fitzgerald's character, and who was the janitor? If I I think mistaken. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a mystical janitor at the showcase. It all it was uh, it was like these kids that were running the basically what was the showcase theater. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the city was always trying to shut it down, and then there was all the kind of ins and outs of any kind of uh, dramatic. That's Saturday. more than I remember. Yeah, I don't know why I remember that because the it was only just thing so I... different from anything I'd ever seen yeah. before. It was pretty cool though. Joe was always a Wheeler dealer, and then he did he did the, the a couple of movies, uh, that darn punk, and then uh, the one movie that I had a really big part on, which is Selwyn's Nuts. I think is what it's called. Oh yeah, there was trailers for no, that. Cake Boy, Cake Boy, Cake Boy. It was originally Cake called Boy. Selwyn's Nuts. Yeah, and that, but it turned into Cake Boy, and um, that you can get on DVD. And I have a really big part in it. And I actually, it's one of the few times that someone's made a movie and let me be in it and just let me like riff. Oh, nice during the movie, and wow. so. I kind of am doing this just kind of motor mouth riffing character and it's actually really, really like I I think that I that's one of the few things I've done where I'm like was just allowed to do whatever I wanted to do and I so I'm actually very proud of my acting. Oh that's that, great. Strangely that's cool. enough. It was better than yeah. your appearance in Goldfinger or, Ooh, or Gold Member. Well, or, uh, Gold Member. Gold Member. Yeah, what if I was in Goldfinger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was the bad Goldfinger. Ooh, I remember I, was, I liked I liked Goldfinger. Actually, I was hanging out with a girl once, and like uh, she's like, hanging out. Uh, yeah, we were like you know <laughs> hooking up, and uh, mm, she uh, she's like she she started seeing another guy. I was like, well, what's this guy's deal? And she's like, well, he used to be in Goldfinger. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Still, I don't know how to feel about that. That's like that uh, uh, Chris Farley story about uh, someone he was dating. Uh, I don't know if you read that. It's in one of the SNL books, and it's like uh, this girl calls him and, and says, hey, I started seeing someone else. And he goes, well, you know what? He may be better looking than me, but he'll he's not as rich as me, and he's not as funny as me. And she's like, it's Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, all, all things. All things better. 
Um, oh. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think it, I can't remember which movie it was. It might be even one of the Fear of Punk Planet webs. But you get to skank at the end of one of them. You're that right. was the one. That's Cake Boy. That's Cake yeah, Boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, basically, in Cake Boy, I was playing the manager of No Use for a Name. Okay. Uh, who were in the movie? Um, I don't know if they were No Use for a Name in the movie, but it was the band No Use for a Name. Yeah. Uh, they may have been playing a fictional band. I was their manager who used to be the trombone player in a ska band. <laughs> That's right. And I went into band management. <laughs> and so then uh, at the end of the movie in the big wedding sequence, uh, I I say that I finally went back to my ska band and I have my trumpet or trombone or whatever there. Yeah. And then I, I ska dance in it and I skank in it. I remember uh, Happy ending. I remember it was, at, it was we were at the open mic, the... Uh, the Bruco open mic. Bruco. Which is ending. Which is they're, it? They're closing that whole place down. Oh, so the place is closing down? Yeah, but so Lance is just going uh, to stop uh, doing it. Oh, well, that's an end of uh, uh, an something. Era. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like it was, you know, 15? was that another place? Yeah, he's 20 wow. years almost, I think. Jeez, wow. that's too bad. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, where are you going to move? He's like, I think I'm good without doing it anymore. Aww. Uh, but it's uh, it was the Westerbrook, and we've talked about it a bunch. Um, if anyone listens to Nurse, like we've it's come up a bunch because like everybody went there. That was like the best open mic in the city back, like when the city had pretty much no shows. Yeah, I used to go there all the time for a, a like a two year period. Yeah, yeah, until I think, and that's when I because that's when I started and I saw you, and then uh, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I j-, and I just watched the Fear of a Funk. I was like, right. hey, I just saw Fear of a Funk, and you were just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe I didn't know how to take a compliment. Well, then again, it wasn't a compliment. All you did was said you saw it. Yeah, well, no, I didn't know. It's like, uh, <laughs> but I was nervous. You know, I was I was still only like a like you know a couple. You weeks were a in. fresh young lad from Hawaii. Yeah, so I was nineteen. Or nineteen 20 years old. That's crazy that I did, yeah. I've known you since you were nineteen years old. Yeah, yeah, you were at my twenty first birthday. That's right. Did we, did you buy a suit for that? Is that the what you bought? No, a suit that was for? the suit for. Uh, we went to the men's warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys <laughs> bought your first suit. <laughs> I mean, my first. I think suit. you got a pocket square, and we were like, I always get a pocket square. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's about the accoutrement. You guys were the only guys that I really knew that wore suits regularly. Right. I used to wear a suit all the time, until it became too much trouble, and it 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 also became the thing of like. I was getting known as the suit guy, almost like Paul F. Tompkins, but not as good. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and it was kind of like, oh, the suit guy. Um, so I, I didn't, I just wasn't comfortable being the suit guy. And when you wear a suit all the time, rarely does anybody ever go, "Well, you clean up nice." See, every time I yes. get, I, I dress up in a suit, it's all I get. It's you just get, people right. being blown away about how ni- how good I clean up. Right. And so if you dress like a slob, and then you put on a suit, everyone's <laughs> yeah, like, people great. are blown away and go, yeah. "Ooh, la la." Yeah, you but it's like then the, the converse of that is that most of the rest of the time, they they think that you are an asshole. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Instead, if you were to wear a suit all the day, or all the day, all, all the, the day, day you wear all a the suit. day, they would just think, "Oh, what a handsome guy!" Every day of your life. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't keep. I don't keep my clothes. In You're a married man now. What do you care? What, what do I give think a about shit about <laughs> yeah. anything? You're getting fresh puss on the rag. Yeah. Hey, what's that? <laughs> fresh puss <laughs> on the rag. Um, but how did you? How did you end up knowing Joe Escalante? Okay. Well, uh, Vandals is a kind of a historic seminal, Southern California punk so. band, and Joe is the only original member uh, of the, of the band. That's right. He used to be the drummer. Yeah, that's he's, so weird. He's kind of the bassist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I met all the Vandals uh, back in 1997. Um, we were doing Mr. Show, and. Um, the guys from Pearl Jam contacted Bob and David and were like, hey, we're big fans. And they said, oh, we're big fans. And 
Bob, I remember, said to all of us in the writer's room, like, guys from Pearl Jam just called. Um, they're big fans, and they said we're all going to go to their show when they're out here at the forum. Wow. We're like, yeah, awesome. The day approached and rapidly approached, and I knew when it was, and I was all excited. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, so... Um, yeah, how are we getting to this show? And Bob's like, you're not going. What do you mean? Like, oh, my God. David, David and I are invited. What are you talking about? That's horrible. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, really? Um, that really changes that moment. When you go back now, <laughs> it's two guys walking in going, Pearl Jam just called us. They want us to go to a show. And then they acted. Everyone was so excited. And they, they must have thought, well, these guys are so happy for us to get to go to see Pearl Jam. I No, what I what, what actually happened, and I understand this, is 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 they probably said, yeah, that's going to happen. And then he forgot he said that to all of us. And then, yeah. the, then, then the show approached and they were like, hey, Bob and David, come on down. And they didn't think to say, hey, yeah. what about the, the rest of these guys who said they're going to go? So... Uh, uh, no, but I, I, I think I didn't even make the cutoff because Brian Posehn, I remember, was in that cutoff. So, Does he even like Pearl Jam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I think so. Okay. So uh, what happened then is, is we were shooting and finally Bob was like, hey, man, I'm not going to go to that show if you want to go because I think he could tell I was disappointed. Yeah. So David and Brian and I went to this Pearl Jam show and we had like backstage access and this is at the Great West or the, the Fabulous Forum where the Lakers were playing. Oh, okay. And so Dennis Rodman was there back in, in the back uh, place, and um, we were just kind of like hanging out, looking at everybody. And the show was great, by the way. That's mm. I think that's the only time I've seen them live. And it was, um, as Warren from the Vandals said, because they toured with them, they opened for them for a little bit. Really? After this, yeah. Wow. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm a believer. Like, when you see them live, it's like, oh, holy shit. Like, you can think whatever about Pearl Jam or the records, but when you see them live, it's like, Oh, holy shit. They are a fucking really good band. That's yeah. what I hear from... There was a guy I knew in Hawaii, Brian Baldwin, that like was obsessed with just like really kind of lo-fi pop punk. And like mm -hmm. like anything like Pearl Jam, he would scoff at. Mm -hmm. He was working at a Subway sandwich place right next to where they were playing in Hawaii. And the guys like uh, came in. They're like, he made him sandwiches. They're like, hey, do you, would you want to come by the show? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. Whatever. <laughs> I got nothing to do after work. And from that point on, he's the he's now the, a Pearl Jam guy. So it's like, like the fish kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because they... It it is I it kind of reminds me of fish but with good music in a way yeah. <laughs> or, or, or better music you know because okay. like <laughs> Because whatever you can think of, pro I mean, you know, un unfortunately, some of their songs were played so much that, that people probably have a major opinion about them. And, yeah. and sometimes if something's played so much, especially in Southern California, it's a bad opinion. Mm -hmm. But they were fucking so solid. And we were just we were really blown away by. It. But anyway, to get back to the Vandals, we were hanging out backstage and the Vandals saw us. And I think more importantly, David and probably Brian. Yeah. And Brian and I saw the Vandals and we were separately. Each of the camps were like, oh, we have to meet each other. And so we like both wandered up to each other and um, started talking. And then like Brian and I just, you know, David, David, I don't think knew who the Vandals were. Yeah. Because uh, well, you guys are West Coast. So you guys yeah, probably yeah. have a better idea of which is like, yeah, that, that was back when like, I think like, like punk was like so segmented. It was hard for bands to like kind of cross over Plus, i don't know that david was really ever into punk necessarily he was yeah. more into you know like rem and, and power pop and yeah and stuff yeah. like that so uh anyway yeah so so we just kind of became friends and i've i've known those guys now for a really long time and and they're all great guys i wish they would make more records and tour but, yeah um, I, don't, I just don't think there's any money in it anymore unfortunately well joe was semi-instrumental in getting you to 
do a podcast. Hey, whose right? fucking radio show no, is this? So sorry. Joe was kind of oh. seminal. <laughs> really? Uh, no, Joe, uh, the whole reason the Comedy Bang Bang podcast started was because Joe was, weirdly enough, Joe was the morning guy on Indy 1031. Um, it, and was, it was him, then... Did he um, replace... Well, he replaced Steve Jones, right? He replaced Steve Jones, and then did Steve Jones replace um, Dickie? Yes, Dickie was I, first. Think th- I think that was how it went. I think Dickie it was Dickie, the then Steve Jones, and then they couldn't afford Steve Jones or something like that, and so it went so to they just Joe. Like, yeah, and so Joe was getting up at like four in the morning every day, Oof. really weirdly, and um, so he was the morning guy, and then uh, Indy one hundred three one went under. I mean, you can always tell when a radio station's about to go under because they'll start playing nineties um, music a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's the last straw that they grasp at. Is like you know, uh, flashback alternative hits. Yeah, yeah. So they went under and they went internet only, and so they couldn't afford to pay any of the DJs. And so they were looking. And Joe actually still worked there because his show, the the legal show that he would do, yeah, he stopped doing the morning show, but he does a legal advice show was sponsored so by LegalZoom, so he they they could afford to pay him for it. That was. Probably the best show on like that. I would tune in. That was on Fridays, I think, or Wednesdays yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Barely legal. I think yeah. he still does it on, on several different radio stations. Yeah. But yeah, he just suggested me of like a guy who could probably do an entertaining show and could get stars in, but wouldn't want to be paid. Yeah, because <laughs> I, you know, make money from doing other stuff, and yeah. I just thought it was a lark. So I just started doing it as a lark, and quickly found out. And then the the station podcasted it, and I was like, "Oh, sure, go ahead." And then I quickly, when I saw the numbers, found out how many more people listen to podcasts than internet only radio stations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and you were playing like it was like comedy music. Hey, Neil, Neil's here. Neil's here. Neil Mahoney Neil comes in with a drink already poured. What kind of, what kind of what drink are you is drinking? That? What kind of whiskey? Adam, you're gonna have to pass oh. the mic over. Oh, oh Adam. Oh. Hey. Hey, you know, it's a good time to break for a song. When we come back, uh, we'll talk more with Scott Ackerman. More uh, with Neil. And Neil, more with Neil. I want to know what Neil's up to. I see how his trip was. He saw Hangover 3 in a, in a theater all by himself. Pitched a note. Oh, picture. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, the, here's uh, Now I Live by The Beats um, off of their album, Let the Poison Out. Go! 
love how every song ends with whoop as Jonah <laughs> races to grab his headphones. Whoops. Yeah, here's the thing about this podcast. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I, come on. No, I don't care that much. It's this is this is for fun. This is just, this is uh, fun. I'm having a good time. I haven't yeah. seen you fellas in a long time. I know, I know, I know. You missed my wedding. I know. I feel terrible about that. You know, I do. It was a lot of fun. You missed a you missed a I pretty saw insane thing. Yeah, like it when great. Uh, when Harmar was playing Power of Love, and then Tom Wilson, who played, I heard that, uh, yeah, on stage. No was, one could handle it. No one nope. knew how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like uh, I was like, what the fuck? And then um, and then uh, <laughs> I turned to Brett Gelman, just going, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was bummed. I tried so hard to get them to move that work thing. I yeah, no, and that's and that's the thing. It's like I it, there was completely. Uh, it was funny. Your uh, darling, your darling wife, Kula. My wife. Um, shirts available now. Hey, <laughs> who's back? <laughs> right on time. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, right when she walked up, she saw me in a suit and she was like, you're an old man. Uh, Sorry. I thought you were going a different direction. No, no, I'm not going to talk about my friend's wife. You never put on that fucking music. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, Uh, Neil alone in a movie. Yeah. Neil just got, Neil was in, uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, good old mass. And, uh, you went to a movie. Where'd you park your car? Oh yeah, uh, right outside Cambridge Square. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know a better place. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Neil parked his car, fell asleep in it, and uh... yeah, I got I flew home for my mom's birthday. I was going to surprise her after dinner, but I r- arrived early in the morning and I did not sleep in the plane. So I drove to my friend's studio and fell asleep in my car and got woken up by the police. Oh, what was, what was Cash's response? Stadies or uh, <laughs> or, yeah, or uh, Highway Patrol, well, it's, it's Sheriff's TV. Department, or uh, the uh, Park Barney, Ranger, Barney Fife Stone on Cape Cod. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you know. Uh, uh, but no, then you like, went to a movie theater. You went saw Hangover Three by yourself. Yep. Wait, uh, but hold on. What did the police do? Did they you? Uh, they woke me up and they said, uh, "Are you John?" And I said, "No." <laughs> and they said, "Can I see some ID?" And I did. And <laughs> then he then he. Got really what, apolog- J- what John, by the way? What yeah, if you, yeah. what if your name was John? Yeah. And then he, he he looks at it and then got really apologetic when he saw that I was not John. And was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. There's just there's this guy that sometimes sleeps back here, and his name's John. He has a oh, van. Jesus. You kind of look like him, but it's not you." Mm. Like, All right. Real yeah. ugly son of a bitch, too. And also, this was the first time. By the way, that's how far away are you from being that John? <laughs> you were asleep. I know. I you mean, look like. It, it was he asking sense. if you were a John? No. Okay. <laughs> but and then it was also weird because it was the first time I've ever been. Uh, in a situation where a cop was a lot younger than me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and noticeably so. Like even if yeah. a, even if a cop is like fifteen years younger than me, I still it makes me feel like I'm a kid and he's yeah. 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 There's a little bit of that, and then a little bit of like, oh, you're not gonna just be a dick because you're younger than me. Yeah. You? But then he got really apologetic and then said like just said like okay all right I'll huh. see you later. What was this in regards to? What do you think? Well, uh, this guy. Yeah. Was, oh, he mur- John murdered somebody. Don't 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 worry about it. Up sleeping there, I guess. But yeah. And then yeah. you went to a movie theater. Then I went to Hangover Three by myself. Cut two. Smash cut two. Yeah. <laughs> me, movie theater. Wasting time. Interior theater. day. And uh, yeah, got to watch. And this is before myself. you saw your mom. Yeah, because I was. My plan was to she was going out to dinner with my sister, and then I was going to sneak in the house and surprise her when they got back. Ooh, that is recipe for you being dead. Oscar Petraeus. Oscar. My sister was going to prepare and say, oh, there's like one more present back at the house. Like, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, yeah, so we did that. That worked great. She, my mom lost her mind. It was a pretty good surprise. 
but yeah, and then I was killing time in the movie theater and taking flash photos inside the Hangover Three because I was the only one there. And you you went to a movie? Th- what was it? A I was saying during the break that uh, I I went to a movie theater where the group I was in were the only people there. That was Bucky Larson, unfortunately, with our good friend Nick Swartzen. Yes, uh, but I I did see it after it had opened. I should I should pre- preface it with that. It I wouldn't s- have made a difference. I saw it maybe two weeks after it opened. Okay, well, you, um, yeah, Neil, this was the f- opening Friday. Is that right? Was it? Was last Yikes. Friday opening Friday? Well, it was a it was a two o'clock screening in a right in a vacation land so like everyone was at the beach it was like 90 degrees yeah but i went to bucky larson with matthew sweet the singer matthew sweet who i had had on my podcast i met him that day and he was like hey do you want to see bucky larson with me (laughs) i was like what he goes i don't know i want to see it and thought you'd be the guy to do it with (laughs) was he expecting you to like riff on it while you guys go see it i don't know what he was expecting but nick thune was with me doing the show as well and he was like i'll go too (laughs) so matthew and his wife and nick and i went to see bucky larson the next day and we were the only people in there and we were taking pictures same thing we were taking flash photos of us like in front of the screen (laughs) and stuff and super fun yeah, it was, it was like fun. laying down, and it wasn't like an ArcLight type theater, so I couldn't put the armrests up, but I still tried to lay across the seats, like it was like, a bus stop, yeah. <laughs> like you, yeah. bus bridge, like you're John. Yeah, like I would, like yeah, I was just channeling my new uh, persona, John. I remember sometimes like, when I was working at the ArcLight, there would be you know middle of the week during the day, like a, just a movie in the dome that's been out for a bit, and you just you go in, there's just one guy in the dome, which is so <laughs> weird. Nice. That's, so weird. <laughs> that's like yeah. a like. 500 seat theater yeah exactly one time i remember one time a guy was like sitting way in the back and then i went to the like as far next to the screen as i could and did the introduction <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming to arc did i ever tell you about when i was at the arc light for iron man one and i i was with paul Shear and a bunch of people and to make them laugh i introduced the guy who's doing the introduction oh no way i was like hey man i'm gonna introduce you he's like uh, I don't know if I'm like, it's cool. Yeah, and then I like jumped up there. I'm like, are you all ready for Iron Man? I'm here to introduce the man who's going to introduce this film. It was like midnight opening night. That's great. It was was like, it in the dome? It was in the dome. Did yeah, you have yeah. the microphone or did... I think I was just shouting to yeah, everybody yeah. for the acoustics. Are you, did you remember get credits when, from him before you went up there? I, I was like, what else did you introduce? Yeah. The, next, to, the guy introducing your movie is about six foot tall. Remember when Doug Benson, did you ever see a movie with him at the dome and he would run... Yes, he would yes. run as fast as he could around the dome every time to make people cheer yeah. <laughs> to see him running across the screen. I, you know that is in the training process though. They're like, uh, uh, they they tell you it's like don't let anyone do the intro for you. Uh, don't let anyone do anything. Uh, and I asked why. He's like, well, one time when uh, Matthew Perry was on one of his uh, drug stints, he asked if he could introduce a movie, Ooh. and he went and the guy was like, sure, Matthew Perry. And then Matthew Perry goes in front. And he's like, you're here to see this movie and my dick. And then pulls his pants down. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow, I'd pay for that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a nice little pre-show. When you think about it, how much does an office cost per day? You know what I mean? Like, how much does it... Like, you, if, if you could just rent out a movie theater by paying for a movie once in the morning and no one's in there like find find a movie that no one goes to pay for it in the morning and then just work in there that's true it's cheaper than having an office that it is, is you know, but it's like it's is, a little noisy maybe but it's like you know what 13 bucks for two and a half hours well you'd have to no, buy no, you pay, the theater though no, no you pay for it like in the morning and then you just stay oh, just for stay every, in every showing yeah yeah and you it's it's like one of those movies that you know isn't popular and no one will go into that's true yeah. you just stay all day for 13 bucks a day that's not bad that's not so bad but they would kick you out 
Who would kick you out? I would. I was oh. a great usher. Oh my good. I forgot yeah. about that. Uh, Weren't you fired from the ArcLight? No, no. That was. Oh, uh, it was Amoeba. Amoeba was fired. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, giving friends discounts. Yeah. I really I did, thought it was from because of the drinking. I did not take advantage of that discount. You did? I, was, I told you. You were like, no, it's cool. No, I can do this. I was yeah, like, Jonah, you're going to get fired. Doing I could, this. and I did, <laughs> and it, I fucking don't give a shit. Because um, I, 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 I got in the good favor of so many people like in that area. Like I just got free drinks at all the bars, and just uh, you know, it was yeah. it was a good time. I didn't want to. I didn't want to contribute to your. Yeah, I really though. In all honesty, I thought it was fucking solid. I thought it was fucking foolproof oh, yeah. because it was just I put in you put in the code for UCD, and then you just read what's on the, the right. sticker, and I would just do like a buck off, classic or two. scam. Yeah, it seemed, and I, I really don't know how they figured it out. Maybe Is I that just even a scam. Maybe like, that's just lying. I mean, it's not. Aren't like, uh, isn't like. To scam, isn't that to lie? Yeah, but Don't I... Don't you have to lie to do a scam? I, I think of scams, I think of like... What about flams? Scams and flams. Scams <laughs> yeah. and flams. I, I think about like building fake merchandise and like checking it out. You're thinking of like some Ocean's Eleven shit. Yeah. yeah. I stole from a record store and I that's went a heist. over the top. Yeah. That's a heist. That's a heist. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. a caper. Yeah, yeah. This is another scam I did at a record store uh, when I was in Hawaii. It was I would... Anything I wanted, I would just kind of put to the side, and then I would put it in the trash uh, in a separate bag. And I was like, I'm going to take out the trash now. Yeah. And I would start taking out the trash, and the buzzers would go off. i go, oh, I'm stealing a bunch of stuff. And they go, you're crazy. Ah, okay. And then I would leave it by the dumpster and then pick it up. Yeah. My that's, everyone does that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's more of a scam because there's like that's what I said. a walk. And Cash, the, you're so concerned with. A heist is what you're thinking about, I guess Cash. I am thinking of a heist. I just confused the two. <laughs> so the moral of the story is don't hire Jonah. Don't hire me uh, for those kinds of jobs. Any yeah. other jobs? Well, even if you, if you if you were hired just in a show business job, like what would you steal? Oh Man. well, jokes. I've stolen. Uh, <laughs> stolen. Yeah, leaving jokes yes. up by the dumpster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stole. I steal paper if I'm in like a nice office situation. Like at E, I stole a lot of paper and uh, office yeah. supplies and stuff Jesus like that. Jesus Christ, Jonah, you have a problem. I do. I love it so much. Stealing is the fucking best. And there's no, I mean, it's like if you're stealing from me, that's like you're stealing from one of the biggest uh, conglomerates uh, in the world. Yeah. yeah. NBC Universal. Yeah. It feels good. I was waiting for you to judge more. I was waiting for you to. What no, have you stolen no, from no. work, Scott? Oh, I used to steal stuff all the time when I was young. Um, I remember I, I tempt a lot uh, when I was 18. And I remember um, I, I worked at a warehouse where they made phones or they boxed up phones or something, digital phones or something. And so I like did cell, I did, cell phones or like, no, they weren't even phones. cell phones. They were like desk phones, but oh. they were like cordless or whatever. I mean, bear in mind, I'm a young man. This is in the eighties. <laughs> uh, and I did the same dumpster uh, trick that every job yeah, <laughs> yeah. has. Um, and I did that with food when I worked at a restaurant, which is pretty gross. That's, well, if you put it in a plastic bag, yeah. it's not touching anything else. I, with the very first job I ever uh, had at uh, Marie Callender's in Whittier, um, Lucerna Drive or Boulevard, um, they let us have so much food there. Um, I would come home with like four pies and, and cakes. Oh, that's and right, because everything's fresh baked that day, right? Everything's fresh yeah. fresh baked that day. But what I did also did not know is the manager just was very irresponsible <laughs> in letting us have this, and he should not have. And so when I went to other 
uh, restaurant jobs, I was just always like Baker Square when I worked there. I'm like, hey, let me have a couple of pies tonight. And they're like, what? No. <laughs> they would throw away the pies instead of letting you have them because if you take a pie home and you get sick from any of the ingredients, you can sue them. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, my mom worked at a Dunkin' Donuts and she hated that they would just throw out all the donuts at the end of the day. So yeah. she would do a thing where she'd double bag them and then she'd take them to like this uh, park where homeless people hung They out, will just, not let you do that. Like yeah. a, a, a major restaurant will not let you do that because if anyone gets sick they're on the hook for yeah, it yeah, so they exactly. will they make you throw away all this food it's crazy yeah. uh this is a good as time as any to get into some music news neil where you got oh there it is music news this is a time where we talk about the current events of music and entertainment and uh, it's a lot of fun guys fake energies means real energy fake, fake energy, energy turns into real energy, energy. Fake, fake energy, energy turns into real energy, energy. i want yeah, that on the what are Mick and the boys up to? <laughs> <laughs> Recently at the Rolling Stones final show. <laughs> I knew it. After a sold out three night stint in Chicago, Taylor Swift joined them on stage. The night before that, it was John Mayer. And the night before that was Tom Waits. What a sharp decline. <laughs> if they had done a fourth night, I'm sure Chris Brown would have sang Honky Tonk Women with a fucking walrus. <laughs> Why Wait, walrus? Yeah, I just I just thought it was absurd. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, walruses can't sing. Fucking yeah. pay one as let much alone as you can. real walruses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I uh, that's that seems like a thing that happens a lot where like you know the band gets older and then they just start kind of having they're just so out of touch they have no idea what the difference between you know Tom Waits, John Mayer, and Taylor Swift are. Do you think they're, they do? Yeah, they're just like young people. Yeah, just a, the young people. I don't get it. Hey, yeah. to Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. The guy who sounded 40 since he was 12. Let's get that youngster out there yeah. entertain the kids. Yeah. thing is, though, if you knew Tom Waits when he just started talking like that, would you find him to be like your most pretentious friend? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd just start going, hey, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, Tommy, what are you Tom, doing? Clear your throat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is how I am now. Was um fuck? There's a documentary about who's uh is it Harry Nelson? Who is yeah Harry? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah where him and John Lennon used to do these like have a competition to see who could scream louder and longer to blow out their voices uh, yeah oh, had, like gravelly kind of uh, which yeah. is why some of those John Lennon records around that time are yeah. so shitty because they exactly. were exactly and, and then, all they were doing was like drinking Brandy Alexanders and hanging out at the yeah. Troubadour and then milk, milk, Brandy and Alexanders yeah. come milk, on yeah and and liquor. Yes. Yeah. Great for your like voice. Milk and liqueur. What? Uh, uh, I hear that documentary is great, but they couldn't use any of his music, right? Uh, it's pretty great. No, there's some there's of it. There's some music. of it, but yeah. I... Yeah, I okay. mean, it's not yeah. like a... It's not the full compendium, but... Uh, yeah, there's, there's Harry Nilsson's awesome. I, I think yeah, there's I, a box set coming out of all of his albums, which nice. are kind of unavailable. I didn't yeah. really know anything about him. I used to get him confused with... Uh, the guy from Night Court? No. Randy Newman? Randy Newman. Willie Nelson. Well, it's just because he did a whole entire album of Randy Newman's. Right, yeah. yeah. So that was my blind spot. Yeah. Remember. Guys. We can't do that. We can't, we do that. We remember. <laughs> guys, guys, there is now a game inspired by Joy Division. The browser game, <laughs> Will game. Love Tear Us Apart, uh, is a developer said that it's uh, the aim of the game is to reflect on the darker side of love, miscommunication, emotional impasse, and the sadness of separation. Solace may be found in a brief moment of lightness that comes over us when we come to terms with the reality of an irreconcilable relationship. In other words, there is now a video game to remind you why you were playing video games in the first place. <laughs> no? I like it. No? I like the joke, but I don't like the idea of that video game. <laughs> 
What are some of the headlines about? She's lost her controller again. <laughs> <laughs> the game always ends in suicide. Oh. Every time. Mm. Yeah. Um. You guys really got to come along with me more on that stuff. <laughs> I like it. It's my favorite thing to joke about, yet no one ever comes along with me. Uh Someone, uh, I saw on this blog the other day, you know that Joy Division t-shirt that they sell at Urban Outfitters now? Mm-hmm. With those yeah, yeah, lines? the wave lines. No. Someone used a 3D printer to make that. In oh, like, neat. Oh, the cool. Scene thing. <laughs> and it was nice. like, oh, yeah, that was worth doing. Yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> I just uh, make a gun every day. Oh, they have. Some people make guns that they, they shoot once, fired, right? Yeah, yeah, they fired them already. Yeah, yeah. They, they actually work. I would just make one every day. Every day. Like, <laughs> guns after guns after guns. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the printer, Mom. Guns in. Yeah. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots are getting back together. Sans Weiland. Oh. I love Sans Weiland. Sans Weiland. (laughs) Filling in on singing is Chester Bennington, the horribly named singer of Linkin Park. Yep. STP and Linkin Park. Two horrible tastes that taste worse together. (laughs) They announced that at uh, the uh, Weenie Roast. I don't mind that new song of theirs. I don't know. Did you hear the new Red Hot Chili Pepper song? No. It is god awful. And well, it, it's neat that they one up, they one down themselves every fucking song that comes out every wait, year. Wait, aren't they just putting out like just dick around singles though? It's not like a real song, right? I don't know. It's they're playing it like it's a new single on K. Oh, really? Yeah, mm, and it's uh-oh. uh it's uh, is it, it about sounds... California by yeah, any yeah, chance? Exactly. <laughs> that was my joke from the last time they put out. Like, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers put out a new album that, which goes to show there's not uh, a limit on the songs you can make about California. What if they start doing like different areas in California? Yeah. That'd be nice. Fresno, 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 Fresno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresno. Yeah. They're gonna go straight up. Uh... <laughs> just other songs. They just use the names. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. They should do the same song. Yeah, Fresno, but... the Bakersfield. The... They're gonna be the 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 California's gold dude. What's his name? Kielhauser. But it sounds it sounds like Go uh, find a Danish town named Solving. <laughs> <laughs> we really found our new sound while hanging out in Solving. Yeah. Right Jelly Pepper is recording their new album in Solving, California. Yeah. It's just we were something about being there in the windmills. Getting some lingonberries. <laughs> <laughs> Lee looks great in Lederhosen. We knew we had to stay. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of, like, uh, you know, Dutch and uh, Klezmer. Klezmer? <laughs> what uh, is that? Like a, Just a Jewish picture. Thing. Oh, sorry. Well, there's no, there's no uh, picture Dutch of Jewish people? With uh, wooden shoes over their cocks. You know what I'm yeah. saying? World War II. Hold on. I was back. Chester back. Bennington, that's a, that's a classy name. That's a classy yeah. name. It does yeah. not befit the lead singer of Linkin Park. No, no. But I'm sure, like, uh, there's another guy I know that has like an unfortunate, like really white, regal sounding name, Chapman Maddox. Oh, I love oh, wow. it. Yeah, that's <laughs> but that's like I that's a similar that kind of Chester Bennington. Usually, yeah. when you hear a name like that, the guy's Asian. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Racist. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I had a roommate in college. His name is Wilson Yao. Wilson Yao. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Good story. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I mean, like, uh, I've never met another Wilson. That's like a nineteen. 19- 10's president. Name. I had a friend named Wilson. We were on this island together. Hey, who was going to be the first? <laughs> I made it. I crossed the finish line. <laughs> I like I like that he rimshotted your burn of him. No. <laughs> that wasn't a burn of me. As much as it was a reference. It was that we all nodded at yeah. to him. Hey, guys. Kiati Shah, the victim of Miguel's leg drop during his performance of Adorn at the Billboard Music Awards, is suing the singer because of brain damage, which begs the question, who the fuck is Miguel? 
I don't know. I think it's more of doesn't anyone who goes to see Miguel have brain damage? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, hey uh, let's take that back. Can they make a cut? Uh, gonna, uh, I'll give I do have to say, okay, number one, Miguel, I think is really good. Okay. I think I think I'd never heard of him until this moment. I think he's great, uh, but he's he's kind of an emer- guy? Yeah, okay, he's right. like a soul kind of singer. He's not the searching for the sugar man guy. That's that's Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Get your head in the game, Cash. Um, but yeah, the guy in his sixties is responsible for brain damage. Was, the the story was weird. Here's the issue: like anytime you see Miguel, like if you see him on an award show or something, you're like, holy shit, this guy's fucking good. Yeah. Okay, but here's the problem: he's been around three months at this point. Like, what if Prince had accidentally, when he was doing the splits, <laughs> at three months, kicked someone in the head and caused brain damage? Yeah. But like Prince, his career would be over. Yeah. It's like, thank God, Prince never did it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's kind of a bummer for Miguel because because that's I, all it's going to be now. Well, uh, d- d- here's the other part of the story that you're not getting is he's being sued because she may have brain damage. That's the thing that's in every headline about this. Oh, really? Is I may have brain damage. You I, see the pictures. He's in like he's in platform shoes, like elevator shoes. I've seen the GIF, and then he's like. Boots are right in the fucking face. Yeah, it's and then bad. she also her head just gets slammed onto the stage. Right, he was just trying to like jump the snake pit. Right. Well, he apparently the the other wrinkle I read today was he he asked if he could do that to the venue and they said no and then he went ahead. And oh did it shit! Anyway. Which oh. means the venue is not liable for yeah, it. Yeah, all their insurance goes away. Good for them. Yeah, but I just think it's a bummer. I just, I think the whole story is a bummer. I hate accidental shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like it's just it's so like imagine if you're child died from being kicked in the head at a concert like how horrible is that you yeah. know what i mean i just i just hate shit like well that. just there's that uh when uh brendan small was on he was talking about i can't remember which band it was but it was like one of the bands that uh metal uh death clock were going on tour with and it was the singer of this metal band that like this kid kept on coming on the stage and fucking with the singer so the singer just kind of pushed him yeah. off and yeah, then yeah, I remember that. and they was went it home three inches of blood was I, it think so? I think it was a pretty famous band and the guy was like brought up for murder charges yeah. and stuff like that yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just, because he was the one that yeah it's you know. a ter- uh, I just it, it, like we're all so fragile take care of yourselves people yeah yeah it's you know crazy I mean? to think like the nothing, like nothing. you grew up in you know Orange County I'm sure you went were in many a pit yeah 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 I mean so much shit can happen it's so weird like I I had this friend who I knew who uh got punched once by a jock at a backyard party just one time just like was hanging out and this jock hated him and he was like boom punched him in the face every bone in his face broken oh my like, god you see so much punching on tv and like people hitting each other and they always go ow and they kind of rub their jaw yeah you know like that shit just one punch in the face will break your, your entire face and the guy had to go in facial reconstruction surgery and his his eye was kind of droopy oh my god after that yeah. like like that's the kind of violent stuff. Like we can all go, oh man, shooting people and Quentin Tarantino like inspires people to violence. No, like people don't know how fragile the human body is and how you shouldn't fuck with people. Like people are yeah. always like, man, you take one step to me and I'm going to punch you in the face. Don't ever punch anyone in the face because the guy who punched him was on the hook for hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. of surgery after that and he was paying it off for the rest of like for, for 20 years yeah. so it's like you know it's better just to like let everything go and go yeah i've like i've known a couple guys to break their hands from like getting getting into a fight mm-hmm. punching a guy back yeah. and then just breaking their hand yeah. on someone's oh, face because it's bone that's you're more... just punching fucking concrete Dude, well, I you bro- should know how to throw a punch 
first of all. <laughs> but sure, I broke, but in I, a melee, when are you going to fucking... I broke my foot walking on stage last summer on my tour. Oh, that's right! <laughs> that's oh, yeah. how fucking terror... Like, how just... Like, once you start getting old, too, like, yeah. everything just starts breaking down. All I did was I walked on stage and I broke my foot. Jesus. Yeah, that happened to... I think Joe Mandy sprained his ankle taking a walk the other day. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, Pete Holmes... The other day, a couple years ago. No, oh, no, no. Then a couple years ago, Pete Holmes did the same thing. Right, yeah, uh, I think last time I fucked up my foot was uh, I, there was a comedy show in one of the rooms at the House of Blues in Hollywood, and then there was like a metal show going on in the main room, and I got drunk, and I was just like, I just gonna hop in the pit real quick. I'm fucking 30. <laughs> I can fucking... I ain't gonna take a little dip yeah, in the pit. Yeah, yeah. First step. First step. Just like, ah! <laughs> oh, no! And then you, just, you still have to take your revolution. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, mean to take all the joy out of this Miguel story for you, no. <laughs> but uh, I think the dude actually is really, really talented, and I like his music. Yeah, you it's know, like I, it's a bummer of a story. For it me. really was just kind of filler. It was a filler joke. I should have mm-hmm. had hit it in the middle. Uh, it was more of the fact that I had never heard of Miguel until I probably had never heard of him until maybe even a month ago. Like that's when I started seeing wow. and hearing a lot of his songs and seeing him on on yeah. stuff. You're a big pop music fan. I do like a lot of pop music. I, I like a lot of different types of music. You do. But you I, like, I keep up with a lot of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, you do. I remember that was the first time. It's like because of your, you know, you being with like in the punk planet stuff and like being from Orange County and knowing the guys from the Vandals. I really thought like you were going to be more of like you know Orange Hardcore, County. Yeah, uh, like because yeah, yeah, there was yeah. so much of that down there when you were growing up, like tons. No, I was when I was growing up. I was into. Um, the Cure and yeah. REM and the Smiths. And was there a scene for that down in Orange County, or did you have to come up to Hollywood to go see the shows? Kind of. There was this at Knott's Berry Farm. There was this dance club called Studio K that uh, we went to, where they would have a fog machine, and we all wore trench coats, and we all sat around, kind of dancing while waving our <laughs> arms around. Um, and Videopolis at, at Disneyland also had that, where there were some goths and stuff. And I wouldn't say I was necessarily goth as much as I like liked the music and wished I kind of had the commitment to doing something that cool. Yeah. But weren't you? You're also like that a musical cool. theater kid, right? Yeah, I was in a musical theater. I was just more of a regular guy. I kind of like dressed like Ducky in high school. That's there, really cool. There's there's certain <laughs> pictures of me in the school newspaper where I'm wearing like a suit jacket, a bolo tie, a hat, <laughs> and I, yeah, so I was very into Pretty in Pink like yeah. around 1986. It got, but I will say it got me into the Smiths. Like I got that soundtrack and I heard, please, please, please let me get what I want. And yeah. I was like, holy shit, that is an amazing song. And, the, and Half Full of Hollow had just come out. And so I got that and just nice. was like totally changed. Because up, up to that moment, I was like 14. I liked Huey Lewis in the News, which is great, you know. But like that was what I kind of considered music was Huey yeah. Lewis in the News and stuff like that. And then this um, is like sports era. Like sports, like, sports yeah, yeah, was like yeah. the biggest album of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was great. Well, I loved sports and Power of Love. Like Back to the Future was a huge movie for me. Yeah, and so that was kind of like what I considered. I was you know fourteen, fifteen. That's what I considered to be music. Wham! I liked Wham. Yeah. You know? uh, and then I heard the Smiths, and it was just like fucking just changed everything for me, and hmm. and just got into alternative music mainly, but mainly yeah. like the Smiths and the Cure and and you know stuff like that. Now, so. were you? Um were you like, uh, did you have the intuition to, when you heard these bands, like, you know, see what other bands they were into or, you know, like, was it like, you know, like 4AD was putting out a lot of that stuff, I think, that label? It, it, a lot of it was like, th- there wasn't the information that you had, that you have right now about stuff, so you couldn't just kind of look up, oh, what are other bands, you know, there wasn't Wikipedia yeah. where it's like, uh, associated acts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> no, I used to, like, when I would hear about a band, I would like, I would, you know, 
I, I said it before. It's, so, you know, reading an interview with Kirk Cobain and he mentions, you know, butthole surfers or meat puppets. Yeah. And then you go to a record store and you go, what about these guys? They're sort of like that. You, if you ever read Rolling Stone magazine or Spin, Spin was really big for me. Yeah. But if you ever read that, it you could kind of tell. But mainly what it was was going to the record store looking at the section that they were in it was usually alternative or it was a cool record store that only sold alternative stuff and seeing what other records were in that section and going and and educating yourself and going oh okay this is a band like that and also you could tell a lot from the aesthetics of the cover yeah yeah that's a huge and i still do that too because you know i I have audio and just when new releases come out i'm just kind of I'm looking for some good artwork, yeah. you know, yeah. for the most part. And if you something, can sort and, you know, of tell if something has the vibe that you're looking for, yeah. but then all of a sudden something would come out like the Smiths, which was like, oh, they have a totally unique aesthetic of their own, where not only is their name a thing that shouldn't be pluralized necessarily, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like everything else at the, at, you know, is the Cocteau Twins yeah. or, you know, Fine Young Cannibals. They were the Smiths. And every one of their covers was a weird picture of a dude. Yeah. You know, black and white picture of a dude. So it was like, kind of when I saw that, it was like, oh, holy shit, they're doing things different. So I, I became very into that. That's you really know. cool. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and listen to a song by... 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 Manon. <laughs> Nabisco ding. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to play uh, something from this uh, Baby J album that I really like. Uh, All right. Talk to you guys in a bit. my shit all right that was baby J. I was unavailable on burger records go check out burger records down there in fullerton a lot of fun I like that baby J. baby J. um you know are you excited by the way jonah i thought of you uh about the uh, neutral milk hotel reunion yeah uh i am very excited about that a couple friends of mine went and saw him perform uh i think he performed at a theater in burbank 
Right. Or just a solo though, right? Yeah, yeah. Doing songs or something. Yeah. yeah, but I mean I don't I haven't heard much of it. Are they uh are they gonna do new music? I have no idea. I just I just read they were back together and I immediately thought of you because I'd never heard them before and then uh you talked about how they were your like favorite of all time or something. That that album, the Aeroplane Over the Sea is yeah, like yeah. just I think it's just such a classic. I mean that's you, you, know. you I remember you telling me how much how you would always cry listening to it. <laughs> I, I never said that in my life. <laughs> I, never said I, that. I have a different memory of that. Uh, yeah, where I you, guess I do too. you guys have known yeah. each other for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's something that happened: uh, is that right when uh, right when the Bing commercial started airing, all like all I got, um, all I got were tons of tweets from people like mentioning you. Why? Oh, because of oh yeah yeah. Because you just met you make fun of Bing. Well, I don't make fun of it, but uh, we we. Try to say Bing instead of Googling things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say if you're going to Google something, use Bing. Because I would, I would say that... You are a Bing man. No, 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 no. I would say that the show was sponsored by Google. I was, for a while, I was trying to say that the show was sponsored by the most obvious things that wouldn't have to be sponsored in a while. Yeah. So I would say uh, we're sponsored by Google. So I think that was it. So if anyone would say... I would say, look, if you're going to Bing something, please use Google yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like Bing was the accepted term or something. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, Jason Manzoukas and I got on a big run about that. Yeah, because I, like, I was so confused because I, I hadn't heard that joke. I was just like, yeah, yeah. I, and then like there was that, that quick like thing of like, did he see and start making fun of me? For oh, me? no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was just something that we said on a lot of different shows I think, yeah. before those came up. And then I think in Spider-Man, that, that reboot of Spider-Man, like he uses Bing to look up something. And yeah, it well, like, it's <laughs> funny because after, uh, after that Samsung Galaxy. Are you still working for them? Uh, yeah, I mean, they ha- I mean, I'm not under contract. Okay, like, but you got to be careful about what you say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not making it's fun of Bing. No, no, no. I mean, like, it's like. It, I'm there on the front lines. I see that it actually more people choose Bing over Google. <laughs> I'm fucking there, man. I'm oh, there. he slow played us. Conceptually, uh, I like it. It's just I don't even know how to get there. You just Google. <laughs> I, just, I just Google Bing and yeah. it'll pop up. All right. Yeah, it's yeah. a deal. Just bing it on. Um, but uh, <laughs> what was I fucking talking about? You were saying something about uh, Neutral Milk Hotel, or no, no. they played. They're getting back together, and then you were then you were talking about Bing. Yeah, but there was something with you were crying. I was crying, <laughs> probably. Uh, you uh, you you have a musical act called Weirder Scott Ackerman. I uh, for a while on the show, yeah, I was doing the world's worst parody songs, <laughs> um, really terrible ones, and I was talking about how uh, Weird Al that I was going to take him down, and that. Um, He's had it all to himself for 25 years, and someone's got to take this motherfucker down. <laughs> and so, no, but I was I was just doing terrible, terrible parody songs. Um, uh, but I, yeah, I really enjoy doing that. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're horrible. Yeah, yeah. we well, got a great voice. I remember one time Neil and I went with you and Kulop to some uh, West Side kara- karaoke place, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's like it was just the four of us. We went to like a little karaoke booth. And you know, we're just Neil and I are there thinking it's like ah oh, this is gonna be fun goofy good time and then you guys just start belting out songs like it's your fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like I've never karaoke this way before where everyone's sincere. <laughs> I like singing though. I like singing sincerely. Yeah, I don't you're know. good at it. That's the thing. You're, you know, you're probably good at it. I'm not though. That's uh, I I I am not. I don't know. When I'm by myself, I can do. If okay. you're sincere, you're good at it. It doesn't matter how your voice sounds. If yeah. you if you if you mean what you're saying. 
saying. Yeah, I have I have some good I have some go tos. Uh, uh, what, what are your songs? You gotta be by Desiree. It's like I gotta be. Yeah, yeah. I love. I used to listen to that song on repeat. Those aren't the words. Magnolia soundtrack, I believe. What is that? It is. I think it is. Look it up. Shit. Yeah, I gotta be. I think that's why I have it. Yeah, bing it up. Cash, what's your go-to karaoke? Uh, I don't have one. What? You don't have no, one? No, I don't. I don't really. You, have you one. don't have one karaoke song that you've done twice. Uh, I've done karaoke three times. Cash Money Millionaires. Yeah, oh, that'd be so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I want to say I did a cake song. What if you that did, went over really well? What if you did the song <laughs> Money? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Money. You did a cake That's song. That's my name. Wait, Cash did a song where you don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I like I saw, a girl with the long jacket. Saw, That's why it went over well. I saw Brett Gelman do, uh, I think it was Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he was leaving out a particular word, and then the fucking karaoke host DJ would fill it in for him. Oh, <laughs> he was of that particular race. I was like, that is so great. Like, nice that, like You said Magnolia, right? Not Steel Magnolias? <laughs> no, is, that, what, what, is it on there or no? That's not. It's uh, What's the song I'm thinking of that's on the Magnolia soundtrack? Well, there's uh, one by Harry Nilsson. There's Momento by Amy Mann. There's Build That Wall by Mann and John Bryan. It's towards the end. It's uh... The Logical Song, Goodbye Stranger. Those are Super Tramp songs. Save Me. Uh, what is it? That they should remake instead of save see. me, they should be doing fucking You gotta be. You gotta be. Unfortunately I can't see your thing. There's one oh. there's one song that William Macy sings as he drives into the No, they're all singing Save Me. It's dreams. Are you sure? No, I think they're all singing Save Me at the end. When no, they, no, 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 when he drives into the, oh, okay. the It's Dreams by uh by Gabrielle. That's okay. it. Never mind. Anyway, okay, Gabrielle and Tim Lowe's. Um yeah, uh, Adam, you have uh, Sarah Smile, I think, is one of your go-to. Sarah Smile. I wish I can sing the, the whole part. Yeah. Uh, easy by the Commodores. Easy by the Commodores, yeah, that's right. That that's a very good one. That's why I'm easy. And uh-huh. Niels, I think, is uh, Ace of Spades. No, I've done that a few times. The Ace of Spades. I blow Spades. up my voice by the second verse. <laughs> you know, for the, all those other ones, you were pretty spot on until then. The Ace of Spades. There it goes. There it is. That's good. You were doing Mandy for a long time. I, I do remember. Mandy. I do Baker Street. Mandy. Do, uh, That's that was my friend Gabe's go-to. Mandy. It's a good one, man. It's like You're right a in that fine middle, girl. Like a little what a bit good of like wife you would you be. Do, but it's not. It's not. It's it's not like a Johnny Cash song where you're just like you're all in mostly talking. Yeah, yeah. It's just got a little bit of. Yeah, I hate. Uh, I hate uh, Sweet Caroline at a. Yeah, at a fucking, yeah. that's like playing pandering. the Journey song at a baseball game. It's just fucking done. Well, yeah, they play Sweet Caroline at uh, Red Sox games in the seventh mm. inning. I hate when people go ba ba ba. I love it. Fucking that doesn't happen in the song. You know what I love is no, going to see a Dodgers game. And yeah, but people don't do it. Going to see a Dodgers game, they start playing. Look at Matt. Look up tree. <laughs> Look at board. Yeah, on knee. What was the? Uh... Look at the wind. <laughs> Ain't nothing like him nowhere. Don't, don't, what was don't. the? There was a uh, in uh, the Mr. in Run Runny Run. There was uh... I loathe L. I loathe L. The, the from Daffy, Daffy Mal, Mal Yankel Yankel. Yankel Yankel. Yes, yeah. which was the Weird Al uh, uh, surrogate that yeah, I think that I think Al, Al was upset about. <laughs> well, yeah, there was that great story of uh, uh, Mr. Show episode where it's a you know superstar, I'm a superstar machine. Yes, uh, and then like it's like it gets parodied by Daffy Mal Yank. 
Yinkle Yankle. Oh, I was Yinkle Yankle. I think maybe? it's Yinkle Yankle. Yinkle Yankle. And yeah. uh, it's a sushi bar. It's a su- and like his response to it was like. Yeah, uh, they, uh, they really nailed that earlier voice I had uh, on the early <laughs> yeah. records. You know, the weird thing about that sketch was we we wrote that whole sketch about uh, Superstar Machine taking over the country, and literally right as we were filming it, someone was like, "Oh, it'd be funny if Weird Al did a parody of it," and we were like, "Ha ha, sushi bars and a sushi bar machine." Yeah. We were like, "We kind of have to film this," and literally we got it together in that hour wow. and filmed David. Or whoever did it, maybe it was Bob in front of a green screen. Green screen, yeah. Doing it and All the clip art sushi going. Yeah, right yeah. Back, so we yeah. filmed it like right then, and then I think Eben made the song later. Oh wow! Uh, oh. And Eben's voice, we found out when he turned it in, sounds just like Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> we we're like, we don't have to do anything to this. This is his actual singing voice. Sounds like Weird Al. And it was so it wasn't ready for the uh, the live taping. I think we got it for that live. Like we called up Evan, we're like, "Hey, man, put this together," and we filmed it right then. And- oh, so when you're f- actually shooting it, it's just you know whoever's playing Daffy Mal just jumping around. But but it was part of like part of what Mister Show. What we would do is we would film stuff that day that would go up in the show that night. And we, okay. they would edit it together that day. So wow. it, it literally was like the quickest of anything that ever happened on that show. Was That's like, great. Just someone got an idea of ha ha ha. ha let's let's have yeah, yeah. this. But oh, you yeah. still you still make songs. You actually sent me a song. Uh, well, well, I don't still necessarily make songs. You would ask me. You said, "Hey," because I used to be in bands. Yeah, yeah. I was you hoping you. you would, I was really hoping you'd be like. Be I have all that. Like I, someone sent me some of that stuff because I used to write songs and and do actual like you know rock songs and pop songs. I used to be in bands, but then I gave it up to be in comedy. I was doing it at the same time for a while. I actually like my band played Largo. And oh really? Yeah, yeah. I never, I, I never knew that. I always thought it was like because I knew you were in bands, but I always thought it was basically when you moved up to when I moved to LA for about a year or year and a half. I did both, and so Jesus, I, how'd you fucking manage? I I was just kind of splitting my focus, and I was writing songs half the time, and I was writing comedy half the time, and then um, I I remember Largo was our last gig ever. And I broke two strings in the first song, Good. and I was just like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Why am I bothering?" You know, like I didn't know how to, and and I was getting relatively successful in comedy. And I was just like, "Fuck, I'm not going to do songs anymore." Yeah. But you would ask me, "Can I bring any of my old songs in?" And I and I don't have anything converted to MP3, but I have this song, which was the guy I used to be in a band with, Doug Bins. Um, he was a really good songwriter, and. Um, in 2006 is when I made this. He came over to my house and was visiting. He lives in Korea now. Um, and he, I was trying to fuck around with GarageBand. I was like trying to learn how to do it. And I was like, hey, sing into my computer along to a click track, and I'll make all the instruments around oh, it um, and send it to you. And I'll just kind of learn how to do GarageBand from that. Oh, yeah. 2006 is when I got GarageBand, too, and it became like all I did. It right, was all right. I, I got a, like the MacBook that came with it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember you would send me stuff like that, or, yeah. or you would play it on stage too. Sometimes, yeah. I sometimes yeah, I would yeah. just do weird stuff. Like that. Yeah. So I, I, I made a few songs anyway. I brought this one because uh, you said you wanted to hear some music from me. So this is me doing all of the instruments and the backup singing, and this is my friend Doug doing the the lead. Strip singing. it and dip it. All right, listen <laughs> up. I know that. I know that cue. Yep. <laughs> I think I started one with it. Invitations came out a week or so ago. What's this party about? 
I don't know I've only one concern Only one care Will Michelle be there? Let the boys decide Which ties to wear Let the girls decide How to do up their hair I've only one concern Only one care Will Michelle be there? You know sometimes a female face can make this world a brighter place Don't you? Don't you? Fade Out. Fade Out is pretty much the only way to end a song on, a, on Garage Band if you're <laughs> yeah. using loops or samples. Otherwise, it's good. Like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just always opted for feedback. Feedback and then yes. children screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need a sample for that. Oh. What were you going to do? What was the joke you were going to do? Just, I didn't know that there was an actual sample of children screaming. Well, they're all going to like, yeah, they're all doing something. Yeah, who recorded that sample? I don't know. That's uh, that's kind of cruel. I mean, it is. You know, to help us make it forget this. Oh, yeah, what's that? Twitter games. Oh, you gotta turn that up, Neil. It doesn't pack a punch when you. Is it up on the actual body of the thing? Other side, like a big iPhone, Neil. 
Like a big iPhone. All right. There it is. All right. What did you do? <laughs> did you almost turn it off? It's like a big iPhone. You have an iPhone. It's like a big iPhone. That's all the iPad is. My, my iPhone is not this big. <laughs> That's why he's saying it's like a big one. Yeah. <laughs> Every no, time. Jonah, he acts like it's the most, like, Jonah's I don't understand the, the interface one. and how to open this up. You fucking use an iPhone. But it's yours, and I don't want to be indelicate with it. Oh, uh, so this is gentleman. This is uh, the Twitter games. This is a thing we like to do, Scott. Where you know we like Love to it. interact with the idiots that listen to this show. Just the people that like. They I don't spend- think you're idiots. I think uh, you're great people, and I don't know why Jonah would call you that. They're, yeah. they're not good people, really. Yeah, I think they're great people. I've seen some of them. They're weird. We're really big inside prisons. Ooh. Prison gangs. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so the the Twitter game was uh, uh, recommended by. Um, this dude, the very nice guy on Twitter, his name, which is at not shot guitar. Thanks, Adam. Um, and it was uh, tour mates, bands that would play good together and are on a tour. And so, uh, the ones he suggested were MC Hammer, Nine Inch Nails, and they're opening up for Tool. Mm-hmm. Good job. It's yeah. good. It's good. It Adam, and Adam, what was the first one that you submitted? <laughs> Honestly, I still want to see this regardless. Metallica and It doesn't Hall matter, Adam, Adam, Adam. It doesn't matter what you want to see. Metallica and Hall Notes. Metallica and Hall and Oats is what you put. Yeah, so I didn't get the Twitter game at first. What did you think? It was just like, what was your thought process? I just wasn't like, look, I was just, I was just like, MC Hammer, Nine Inch Nails, and Tool, and I was just, mm-hmm. you know, and what you was thinking thing? that would be an I think interesting what threw combo. I was the MC <laughs> Hammer and just in the other two, I wasn't really look, reading. You were reading. The theme, I don't. But then again, one could have uh, steel cut oats. You know, that's what I was trying to think of my brother was that clever. Uh-huh. So, hey. <laughs> well, and it wasn't. It wasn't the case. I, the, one, uh, the one I uh, did was a uh, Metallica, Steel Pulse, and Iron Maiden. Metal. So it's all metal. The okay. Metal. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, here's, here's what I found out, guys. What do you got? Hashtag tour mates means something different to Australians. <laughs> oh, what's it mean? I think it's the people you go on holiday with. Are oh, your oh, nice. oh, whoops! I so don't go too far down in the. So here's uh, he, here's Paul, some. Uh, well, Paul Manone did a good one. Uh, less than Jake, better than Ezra. Hmm. Is so, that it? Well, he did kind of ex- like a math thing. He also did extreme, but I don't think that that uh, no. really fits. Extreme and underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> here's one from at Bimopolis. Tesla and Edison Lighthouse opening up for ACDC. I like that. But that's, then uh, he followed it up with something that was wrong. The Cardigans opening up for Smashing Pumpkins. I think that's actually probably happened, too. The Cardigan? I'm trying to think what's what, Cardigans and Smashing... Halloween? Maybe he, wear, maybe he wore a cardigan on Halloween. He, <laughs> he dressed up as Mr. All, Rogers once for Halloween all, and it gonna, means something just to him. We're just gonna I'm find, assuming it's a him, by the way. No women listen no to women this. No women listen to this show. Um... Uh, and that's a surefire way to get women angry at a show. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. need more women. Angry I made a joke. I made a joke on a recent. Uh, I made a joke on a recent uh, Nerdist episode where, like, uh, I was talking about that last Fred uh, Armisen sketch on SNL when they yep. all came out. And then uh, I was like, and Kim Gordon was there. And then uh, Chris was like, oh, from the Breeders. I was like, no, she directed the uh, Cannonball video by the Breeders. Uh, Kim Gordon is Thurston Moore's ex-wife. 
And that was like just a joke I had, like like just it's accurate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like that was like a you don't know, know if it's a joke story. as much as yeah. it is factual history. No, no, but like that was like an old it's record store joke answer. that we would do, where it's like we would never like refer to we'd always refer to someone. Oh, as as, as like as as their their husbands. Yeah, whatever. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, join us in the studio as Kulap's husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got yeah. It. Or yeah. vice versa. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Anyway, yeah. sorry women are mad at you. No, it's, it's fine. It's just par for the course. Hey, you're a married man. What do you care? That's true. Oh. She loves you, no matter what. Here's one from at Aristakos. My Chemical Romance, My Bloody Valentine, and Bullet for My Valentine. Ooh. Ooh. I believe my is the theme. <laughs> Here's one from uh, at Ed A. Salazar. Uh, morphine, spoon, high on fire. That's good. Is that the Ed Salazar? That is the Ed Salazar. Here's one um, from at Dan Barrel. Simply red, orange nine millimeter, yellow, green jelly, the Blues Brothers, Indigo Girls, Deep Purple. This is the Rainbow Connection tour. Is that the <laughs> Roy G. Biv of Roy, bands? <laughs> Roy G. Biv this Friday. <laughs> Come to Roy G. Biv in the park. <laughs> at David York Net says Earth, Wind, and Fire with Openers Snow and Mad Season. It's not bad. Yeah. It's a weather theme. It's a weather theme, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this one's not as fun as some of the others. Maybe I should be laughing more. No. <laughs> it's not that. I think it's just because they're more just like, hmm, as opposed to just kind of like well, puns I, or... I will usually say... Usually go for puns, but I'm kind of running out of I will of say the hammer and the nail is like... That's a, that's a level above just weather themes. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, hammer is the thing that... that you know, you you literally hammer a nail in with. That is That's true. A tool. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a nice one. At Disposable Parts says, Motorhead, Husker Du, and Motley Crue. Does anyone know? Umlauts. Yeah, that's it. That's a nice <laughs> one. Yeah, he says the, uh, the, um, the Big Day Umlaut Tour. Uh-huh. What would be that? That's, uh, I like that uh, one. In Australia, they have the Big Day Out. is like a big yearly festival. Also, they have tour mates go to that. Yeah, they do. Tour mates. The tour mates. Well, yeah. If you're out on holiday. On holiday. And in your caravan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this, this is an amazing one from at Hey Mike Henry, former guest and friend of the show. Can the cure be real? Surgery? Yes. Chick, chick, chick. Oh, all with oh. punctuation. Right? No, no. It's, no, a, it's, it's like just, a sentence. It's a sentence. Can yeah, the but... cure be real? Surgery? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation points. It's interesting. I like yeah. that. It's more of a seer. Yeah. Ah, uh, I see. Then Adam, I, then Adam Rodriguez says, yeah. why you got to steal my Metallica theme? Uh-oh. Oh, sorry, Adam. Oh. Yeah. Oh, here's another good... Did you say the morphine one from Ed Salazar? Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right. This is a fucking... I like the things that are like, you know, like the cure to whatever is morphine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. things that are like follow an actual like kind of story. Yeah, you know we should I mean? do that next time. No, yeah. I like Would you want to try and do one now? Uh, it's more of like Doug's thing, like build build a tour. Yeah, build a like tour. It works in a sentence. That's a no, but I mean, like I I don't want to put that much thought into it. <laughs> yeah, it's but, more like tell people to do it. No, but I, I would go home and think about it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, it would just I like take it. too long. It's like one of those things. Where next week, next week, that'll be it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like one of those things where, like you know, kind of a, like a riff is happening that everyone starts getting quiet because they're trying to think of the next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like George Michael. If there was a band called Arrest and then <laughs> Elton John, George yeah. Michael Arrested, Arrested Development, Development, Penis, uh. <laughs> Homosexual, Holy Fuck, 
How is Holy there no fuck, homosexual yeah. band? What? That homosexual seems like the homosexuals. I think is a great name for them. The, but there, there has to be the queers. Yeah, there's but, queers. Yeah, I like the homosexuals. The, what was the the all gay punk band? That was Pansy Division. Pansy Adam, Division. you 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 perked up. Did you get Jonah <laughs> into music? No. <laughs> Vice versa. No, not at all. No. Um, no, I maybe got you into Metallica, but then... Um, Ke- uh, our friends uh, Keanu and Kai got yeah. us into Metallica. But then how, gonna, and then Adam started listening to reggae and smoking pot and bailed on my... How uh, how far apart are you in age? Three uh, years. two and a half, three years. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell who's older. He is. You're older. Yeah. Okay. Shit. And... Um, it, mainly just because you look like shit, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> but you clean up nice. Um, yeah, thanks. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Oh, here's one uh, at Badger's party. Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder are open for Blind Melon. Hey, hey. what are we doing? Uh, I don't know. Th- I don't know that they would open, but okay. <laughs> I I don't know. I'd be if a I little let this. down by that show. Taylor Swift, The Kinks, Pussy Riot. Is that, that doesn't Taylor Swift. I don't understand. King. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, maybe it's just uh, all right. Empire in recline. But like, what about Taylor Swift? Thirty seconds to Mars, and like fast sex or something. I don't know. Yeah, that would be a speed theme. Yeah, yeah. like like, but I, but if it tells a story, I like that. About yeah, it. like throwing an unexpected thing. Mike Henry's is probably the best one that uh, that'll be the yeah. basis going forward. Anyway, yeah. hey, you know, that's it's a fun game. Yeah, that's yeah. the and and you know what the best part about it is is it it activates our brains and we're all like having fun and and hanging out as friends. That's true. We are whoa, doing that. Whoa. Jawbreaker and Jawbox opening up for Jaw Rule. That's a pretty good one. RIP VHS gave us that. See, one. those are the ones that I don't like that just have like a, a like the a, a little a, bit a, a, something in common in the name. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I uh, not that I'm telling people how to play this game. No, no, right. I'm grasping at straws here. We didn't really get a lot of good stuff. It you know just, what I'm saying know? though? Like yeah, like if it were like Jawbreaker and then something that would break your jaw um like uh, rocket from the crypt what cash what? rockets what's that uh, cash yeah. get hit by a rocket it might break in the jaw. jaw yeah in the jaw <laughs> where's the crypt where's the, the crypt coming to play uh, you're standing in front of a crypt and then the rocket shoots out and hits you in the jaw Oh boy, yeah, we're in Jack trouble. Breaker, flogging yeah. Molly. So you have uh, you have actual people playing characters. I, I just get dumb idiots. <laughs> to fucking, you have these yeah. characters. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Neil? Neil shut oh, down. Uh, he does that. <laughs> earlier. I did talking heads, swinging udders, and stiff little fingers. Those are all body places, parts. Places of people. They are body parts with adjectives in front of them. <laughs> well, one of them is, a, I was is not a uh, human body part. <laughs> one is a cow body part. Well, yeah. some people call tits udders. They do? <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Twitter games. I think forever. <laughs> I like this game. Just work harder, guys. You know, you know what? Work smarter. Well, See, yeah. Remember earlier when I was saying about the idiots that listen to the show and to interact with them? Do you like believe you, me now? I, no, I like you people. I just think you've been too complacent. Jonah lets you off too easily. You know, he molly coddles you. I'm not. I'm, I'm a furious taskmaster. I want you to work harder, but you know what? The rewards are great. They are. It's sure. a tenfold, really, what they come down. We're going to break for a song, and then we're going to come back and talk to Scott Ackerman. I want to hear this alien song. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me. Are you uh, going to play that? Yeah, I'll play that. Do a little repatch. Repatch. Uh, Jonah told me about the song. Someone sent you this. Is that right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's... This is uh, Mom Fears My Music. Um, and this guy made an acoustic song. Uh, whoop. Um, 
Hey, you know what? Here's a tip. Start that at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. Oh, no. (laughs) I really insulted Jonah. (laughs) Why doesn't it? Uh, You know what I'll do? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I'll refresh the fucking page is what I'll do. And you were saying that all of the lyrics are 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 lines lines from the movie Aliens. And not Alien to the Third Power. This is the sequel to Alien. Yes, the second Alien movie. Which is a lot like The Smiths, something that you wouldn't think would be pluralized. That's why I liked this title. It was like, it's not Alien 2. It's Aliens. It's Aliens. It's awesome. Did he say game over? Yeah, I think that was at the game. He was like uh, really stretching it out, but it should have just uh, 
first, it should have ended with a sample of Bill Paxton saying, game over, game fucking over. Game fucking over, man. <laughs> I, I got excited because I thought Cash was doing it. And I no. thought he was doing good at something. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I actually, I think I tried doing something similar to that once where it was just a, there's a bunch of lines from like, I think it was I was a kid and I was trying to do a bunch of lines from Ed Wood movies. I did a song of all bumper stickers. Oh, really? It was uh, it was called "As a Matter of Fact," and it was it was "As a Matter of Fact, I do own the whole damn road." But I, w- <laughs> I was trying to use bumper stickers as metaphors for a love relationship. Yeah. So I don't know that it, I was necessarily incredibly successful at it, but it was <laughs> it was a song that we played a lot in my old band. You could have just done. You didn't have to make it a metaphor because, like, that's almost like a George Carlin bit. You know, just using yeah. all like uh, you know, because he had he would always do the things where it's just all those slogans and stuff like that together. Yeah, it was. I mean, I I kind of did it. It was it was all about a relationship that had broken up, and it was like me saying, as a matter of fact, I do own the whole damn road, like in the relationship or whatever. Yeah. But then I use bumper stickers to kind of, I don't know. Uh, it's <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that was, that, like that was my like, old band. I like it when you reveal a person inside of that body. <laughs> <laughs> What was the name of your old band? Uh, the one that I spent the most time in was called Lave Los Manos. Wash Your Hands? Yes, because we thought there would be an ad- advertisement for our band in every restroom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we'll call our band Free Beer, and then on the fire, we'll think they're Free Beer. Oh, 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 oh. But then the, the weird thing is is we, we played in San Luis Obispo in Central California all the time, and we, we played for years, like three or four years and we got a, a relatively big following and then a different band called Lave Los Manos started in the San Luis Obispo area who had never really? heard of us and we went to go see them once because we were like we saw ourselves listed in the in the weekly and we we're like we're not playing this and we called up and they're like no this is a totally different band we went to go see them and everyone like turned around to watch us watching them because <laughs> they knew that we were a different band called Lobby Los did you would you do you fight them did you break their face well, we thought they were alright <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. it differently musically I think it was different enough that we were like you know and I think we were phasing out around then too or oh, something yeah. so but um, yeah so the um, the idea where it's like you were playing in bands growing up sort of yeah i was in a band in high school where i taught myself how to play guitar and i was one of the co-lead singers and this was my high school band and it was with uh adrian who became the drummer of no doubt yeah and uh, a bunch of people that i went to high school with and um so i did that for a little while then they broke up we were the naked postman they broke up so they could kick me out and reformed without me, the classic. Under a, yeah, under a yeah, yeah. yeah, under a different name. That lasted not even a gig. I don't think they played one gig. They like had a practice. You or were something. you were the glue that binded that naked postman. But then Adrian and the guy who stepped in to replace me, he was a metal guitarist. And I think Adrian just wanted to play like good music. Like I was always just kind of okay. Yeah. He wanted to just play technically proficient music. So him and that guy then joined a metal band called Echo Star. Oh wow. And they lasted Wait. a few gigs. Wasn't that a Chevy van for a while? Probably was. So then uh, we were 18 and we were going to Cypress College. And we had... That's in Long Beach? It's in Cypress, but uh, close. Is that near Long Beach? <laughs> near Long Beach, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we... South of the 10, man, I don't even really give a shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> 
Um, but we had been seeing No Doubt at that point. We were 18. We'd been seeing them for three or four years at that point. Um, and they had a certain period when we were like 18 where everyone left that band other than Gwen and her brother. And um, her brother started that band. So. Yeah, he, he wrote like the first few he, albums. Yeah, right? he, he, wrote, st- he did like a Brian Wilson thing where he stopped going on tour. Is that well? He he yeah. He basically quit the band after uh, in the middle of the press for the the album that made all the money. Yeah, know? but he wrote a lot of those songs. But he had started that band, and everyone just kind of quit because they'd been doing it for three years or something, and nothing ever happened. So the guys who like sort of took everyone's place who are in the band now. Oh, Tony was also the other guy who was in the band. All the yeah. time. So we'd been seeing them for a long time. And Adrian just, he had taught himself how to play drums to, to be in the band that I was in. And I taught myself how to play guitar and he lied and told them that he'd been playing for three years and he was an experienced drummer. Oh shit. And they said, okay, audition for us. And he auditioned. He was really good. I mean, he always was re- a really good drummer. I remember he didn't know anything about dynamics. That's the one thing. And always his, loud. Always loud. And his mom came to see us uh, rehearse once in my garage. And she and she like got all upset. And then so I think she was a musician or something. <laughs> and she got really mad and was like, you guys have to learn dynamics. And then she taught us about <laughs> dynamics, about how like during the verses you have to quiet down. Yeah, yeah. And during the choruses you're loud. So anyway, but he was a great drummer, and he lied and said he'd been playing for three years. He'd only been playing at that month. You know, we were in the band for six months together, and then he did Echo Star for six months. And he was such a good drummer that they were like, okay, you got it. And then, wow. like, I think a year in, he finally admitted, oh, by the way, I barely Shit. know how to play. Wow. That's incredible. Yep. Uh, I just I think about, like, because, like, I had the idea of, like, doing both music and comedy at the same time. And not, mm-hmm. like, musical comedy, but just, like... When I was first out here, I still, you know, fancied the notion that I could pull off both. But then, you know, once a band's like, uh, hey, like, we're going to go on the road for a week. And I think it was like, it was actually this thing that happened where it's like, it's like, hey, we want to go. And then I think you had asked me to do, be on the M-Bar show or host mm-hmm. it. I can't remember what it was, but it was really early on. And like, it was really, I had to make that decision right then. It's and, yeah. t- I don't know a lot of comedians who can actually do the, here's the problem with comedy is you have to be such so kind of sarcastic and and uh, not even sar- sarcastic but you have to be honest in a different way than you can yeah. be in music yeah that it's very difficult to do both and there it, it's very difficult to take someone who does comedy seriously as a musician because in musician you have to be totally honest in a totally different way which is you have to be passionate about something yeah while as in comedy you have to be passionate about being the person who points out how everything is stupid or everything is bullshit. You know what I mean? Or like, I think a different way. The Donald Glover continuum or whatever, whatever it's called, whatever it is. Uh, he seems like and with music, you're much more vulnerable. With where with comedy, you can't really have a. You can't. Well, it's not that you can't be vulnerable, but it's like with music, you have to basically, as they say, dumb out, right. or you have to be fucking passionate and be like, I feel this. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like. I I am performing and I'm I'm putting it all out there. If you're a, a punk musician, you have to be fucking into it. If you are a songwriter, a singer songwriter, you have to be like emotionally vulnerable. And it's yeah. very hard to balance comedy as well because in comedy, you know, there are ways definitely to be emotionally vulnerable, but you have to be the almost the person who's pointing out of hey everyone think differently, you know. And it's yeah. it's just they're two totally 
different skills almost and it's very hard i know some people who try to do both and it's very hard to take them seriously as a musician it's almost like actors who are musicians yeah you know what i mean yeah there's it's it's really and like i've known like you know like you know with the uh ron lynch blank patch and craig anton they have uh, tulsa skull swingers yeah and they're able to pull that up because it's just like kind of garagey surfy and they're sort of playing characters while they yeah, do it yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah um and then but that's he, not the style of stuff I wrote. Like I was yeah. very much into emotional revealing and being, you know. Yeah, I mean, every time I tried to write actual lyrics, you know, making a song, I just immediately felt dumb. And that's because you yeah, feel like yeah. you're being judged by people because you your personality. That's the thing. That's yeah. why it's so hard. You feel like you're the person who's like calling out people for being bullshit and then all of a sudden you're going to be the guy who actually said nowadays I think I would be less concerned about it yeah you know like nowadays I think I would just be like oh fuck it who cares like like for instance like Casey Wilson and I um, really want to at some point like every Christmas we sing suddenly Seymour to each other from musical theater um, like at parties and stuff and we want to do like a musical review where we're just like totally fucking honest and singing love songs and singing musical theater songs, you yeah. Know? But I just think it's a weird thing for a comedian to do because how do you take that person seriously? Because so much of my show is about like this character who is has a level of sardonicness. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, yeah. A, I don't know. It's it's hard. It would be yeah. It'd be definitely because the character that people are used to seeing you as. Uh, would make fun of what you're doing exactly and how you're doing it and everything about it well it's like you know the the people at the network um were talking to me uh, today about the marketing and they were talking about hashtags and they were saying we want you to come up with some really fun hashtags for the show and we'll put them we'll layer them over the show and stuff like that and i was kind of like we have a sketch about that yeah (laughs) you know what i mean it's like i can't I don't know that I can be the guy who writes a sketch about how stupid that is, but I also want to. Yeah. I yeah. want to sell my show. I want people to be into the show, and if they use a hashtag, like it, that's the two sides of being a comedian. Yeah, you have to be the guy who's pointing out how stupid something it is, but at the same time, how do you actually have genuine enthusiasm for? Well, that? I remember even just you know. Eight ten years ago, the amount of hate that guys like Aziz and Dane Cook got for like it's like oh they just like they're just good at marketing themselves they're mm-hmm. good at mar- it's like now every comic is uh you know they have to market themselves they have to do that they have to take that upon themselves to just you know be like hey come check out my thing you know right right it's 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 so much more fun to have the idea of just being an artist and you know having the output and letting people find it if they want and not having to be the guy that says you know fucking come to my improv class or i've never given a shit about that though obviously because i produced comedy for so long that it's just like i had to get people to come to it i mean look at you you have posters of all all your gigs up here yeah but these these don't come out until the day of the show yeah, but marketing marketing's fun. I don't yeah. know. There's- I like it. No, I've always even when I you know, put on shows, it's like you know I like the idea of like you know putting together like a good looking album cover or mm-hmm. uh, you know or a flyer or a poster or anything like that. You just um, want it to be cool, and you don't want it to be to be like crossing over into that territory of lame. Yeah, you know, desperation. You know, but I mean that's the balancing act that you have to do as an artist, which is uh, even calling yourself an artist sounds really weird it but. sucks but it's like sometimes there's no other word to really use and so like yeah. you know, when you start talking about and then i was about to use another word that just sounds shitty like it's like when you're talking about your craft you know mm-hmm. it's just because well that yeah i would never use that word you, you know. wouldn't you ever use that word 
I would. I was talking about my beers. I was talking about my beers. I'd describe a Faruza Balk movie that way. Hey. <laughs> there you was were a, in a band with Faruza. I was in a band with Faruza. <laughs> really? Balk. Yeah. What was it? Bringing uh, it back around. Yeah, I was in a band with Faruza Balk uh, when I was working at the uh, Benway Records in Venice Beach. Mm. Um, her boyfriend would come in a lot, and like he's like, "Yeah, we're looking for a drummer." And then the owner was like, "John is a good drummer." I was like, "Yeah, I'll come play with you guys." And they had this like brand new. Like fucking like you know John Bonham style clear you know <laughs> fucking set like uh, they're like yeah wow. go and play it and I ripped it up. No, it's the uh, it's yeah it's the do do ta you know the guy that doesn't know how to play drums that's the one beat they always know how to play. Uh, but yeah, we played for probably like, you know, like every other day for about three months or something like that and had a bunch of songs and then, uh, they, oh. they split Sounds up. Sounds like 45 days. <laughs> <laughs> but they split up, really. Yeah, yeah, they split up. Oh. Now she's on Twitter. And I always think about tweeting at her and just being like, remember, hey, remember you want to get the band back together? Well, guess what? A bunch of people are going to do it for you now. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> hey, Perusa. <laughs> <laughs> Call up Swan. That was her boyfriend's name at the time. Swan. Let's get the band. Let's get the band back together. Um, Did she sing? Yeah, she has a great all voice. Lyrics about Return to Oz. Yeah, yeah. fucking. I wish. I'm, I'm going back to Oz. <laughs> I'm going back to Liggy Liggy Lodi. <laughs> <laughs> she had a great, a real gravelly voice. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Her and uh, Harry Nielsen used to hang out and do screaming contests. And she used to eat gravel. Yeah, she used to eat gravel. Uh, all right, so it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. We've had a great time hanging out with Scott Ackerman. Scott, when is the new season of uh, Comedy Bang Bang coming out? Is this guy gave rock and roll to you too? Yes. Or the original? This is two. Okay, nice. Um, uh, Comedy Bang Bang comes out July 12th on IFC. And if, if no one knows what I'm talking about, I'm sure I, they I have do. a television show. And it is a fake talk show um, mixed with a real talk show. <laughs> but um, it's it's kind of a sketch show. It's a comedy show, and we do a lot of crazy shit. And uh, July 12th, it starts the second season. We're doing 20 episodes. And the, the first episode, Andy Samberg is our special guest. Hey, right. Andy Samberg and Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. Can you Peele. mention a bunch of the, uh, the guests? You got, uh, well, jo- just in the first episode alone, on the premiere, we have Andy Samberg, Jordan Peele, uh, Lance Reddick from The Wire and oh awesome. uh, Selma Blair and Doug Benson, Chelsea Peretti, Adam Pally. They're all on the premiere. Packed. Wow. Um, the second episode is Aziz Ansari and Nick Kroll are are the two main guests. And then we also have Chris Maloney oh, nice. uh, from Law nice. and Order on uh, in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. But yeah, we have uh, over the course of the 20 episodes, we have um, Anna Kendrick, David Cross, uh, Andy Richter, Gillian Jacobs, Bill Hader, um, Casey Wilson, Pee Wee Herman did an entire episode. Wow. As Pee Wee? As Pee Wee. Oh, shit. He wrote all new bits for it. No way. Wrote all new Pee Wee bits for it. Hey, how about that Paul Russ there, story editor on Arrested Development? Isn't that great? Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he was that. one of our writers and was, uh, you know, Paul Russ wrote the Pee Wee movie, which yeah, yeah, is why exactly. you were thinking of it, but I just yeah. wanted to tell the Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to. But uh, uh, Paul Russ wrote, wrote Pee Wee's new movie, which is, is one of the reasons that um, he was so nice to come by and do it. And Paul Paul and Paul wrote new Pee Wee bits for the thing. So it's uh, we, oh, do, wow. we don't even have a second guest on that episode. We just like do a yeah, bunch of that's Pee-wee great stuff. Oh, that's amazing it's really good and uh jessica alba um zoe saldana mm-hmm. 
uh, Zach Galifianakis, um, yeah. Rain Wilson. We have we had Josh Homme on um, doing a sketch. We have I think we counted the other day and it was like up to almost a hundred guest stars, <laughs> literally in the in the twenty yeah. episodes. So it's I'm, I'm really proud of them and I think people will. First season is also is on Netflix. Now. Yeah, you can catch up in the first season. Um, yeah, because you'll Netflix be lost. Now. You'll be totally lost. So, yeah. <laughs> first season's really good, and I'm I'm getting a lot of people who had you know maybe a lot of people don't have IFC um, who are watching it on Netflix, and now they're really hearing about oh, that's it great. and and figuring out what the show is. So I'm very excited for the second season because we take it up several notches, and we're doing some really interesting stuff. I think with it this year that we didn't have the money to do. Last That's awesome. Year. Yeah. So we're some really crazy. We do an all musical episode. Perfect. Um, we do. Um, God, what else can I talk about? But well, I'm sure you'll be on like a 15 podcast talking about the show, right? <laughs> I don't know, but you you know. just in case you don't remember everything. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of some of the cooler episodes that we're doing. That like we're doing a Halloween episode, we're doing a Christmas episode. Oh, we're that's you know, awesome. oh, cool. there's there, we're, because we're doing 20 episodes, we can do some really cool shit that we weren't able to do the first year. Yeah. Um, that that I and, and some special theme episodes that I don't want to spoil for people, but that are but are really ambitious. That's awesome. And is this really the uh, the realization of the show, the Embar show that you started so long ago. I don't know that it's necessarily the Embar show because the Embar show is more just about like I, the the one thread that I think it has in common. The Embar show that we started was more just about stand up and comedians. But I will say the thread that that this show has in common is I tried to have a ton of people on it that yeah. that um you know like even the tiniest part I'll try to have some comedian or interesting person do yeah. yeah. So th- that's the one thing that it has in common is a lot of shows save uh, um a lot of shows are not as expensive as my show in one area which is talent. Yeah. Because a lot of shows if you're on a show um they use the same people because they make a deal with the same actor, the same five actors to be in every show. And that was what Mr. Show was. It was John Ennis, Tom Kenny, Jill Talley. Um and they made a deal that was amortized over the amount of episodes that they did. Uh we have different people in every single episode. So you and Reggie are the only, we're the only constants, Reggie Watts. So our talent line in the budget is huge. Yeah. That's the thing that we spend most of the money on. Um, and so every single episode you'll see different people in it. And I'm just constantly trying to get as many people as I can into the show. And, and even if it's just for a line, just to just, so that's the one thing that, that, that is really has the most in common with those days is just like, there's so many great people here in LA. I'm just trying to get as many as I can. And obviously I haven't been able to get everyone on because Jonah, you haven't been on. I have not. Um, but third season, you know, we're going to try to rectify that. Hopefully, uh, you can think of a Bing commercial parody (laughs) that I could be on. Well, we had Hardwick on doing sort of a parody of, what he does on AMC. Oh, that's right. That's right. I think everybody <laughs> tell you about, about it. Yeah. I think he mentioned it. Uh, on. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it just from seeing all the pictures that you've posted and stuff like that. It's looking, it's, it seems to have a larger scale than the last one. Yeah. It's really, I mean, you know, we we built a big spaceship, for instance, this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was looking at the premiere. There's one sketch in the premiere. If you compare it to the premiere of last year, there's a special effects piece in this premiere that is giant and looks like a movie. Really? So it's it's really big and it and it's very expensive. So we're doing some really expensive <laughs> things this year. The Christmas episode has some expensive stuff. We there the musical episode we spent 
days shooting it. There's one particular episode that I, I don't want to spoil what the what the concept is that I asked our uh, assistant director or associate director, I think is what they're called, um, how long it took us to shoot, and it was eight days. Jesus, wow. we, we're we're supposed to shoot these shows in two and a half. Yeah, this is what our we're scheduled <laughs> for. We shot one episode eight days. Wow. It's so big and crazy that it's <laughs> that's great. It's it's very complicated and really crazy. So nice. I, I think I think we're taking it up a notch. I, what I hope is that people who saw the first season don't think oh it's just a fake talk show or it's or it is a talk show a lot of people think it is a talk show and it's yeah. it's actually a comedy show mm-hmm. where we do a lot of sketches yeah it's a fake talk show yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> nurse on bbc america yeah real talk show there you go yeah yeah no sketch over no sketch but you know i mean two That's, sketches um so yeah thanks for uh tuning in be sure to watch uh june 22nd uh no not at all july 12th july 12th (laughs) wait no come on there's a j a u (laughs) and and a a two two. (laughs) july 12th ifc please please watch it yeah please watch it and then uh also be sure to catch scott soon on the nerdist if you want more in-depth comedy talk that's right uh, because that'll probably happen more there and look for jonah ray on season three of comedy bang bang that's right 2014 (laughs) i can't one line hey there everyone who ordered the bag of dicks (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys i've been sucking them. I don't June work blue. I don't fucking work blue. Yeah. All right. This is uh, we're gonna end this uh, on a uh, on a song by Ah uh, the Awkward Phase, and the song is called Sorry Antennas Up is the band name Awkward Phase though.